So hello and welcome to episode 19 of United United. This is European Match Day 5 with me, Dave, and Jem. Hi, Jem. Hello. Jem, uh, I'm going to start with you. Uh, we'll start with you today. You away to Villarreal, or the real villa, as I like to call them. Uh, Carrick at the wheel. How did you get on? Well, Dave, you're right. Carrick is at the wheel. Um, I think I predicted a 3-1 win to Villarreal, or the yep. real, real Villa. Um, <laughs> and that, that's because I was still in Ollie mode. I was still a bit blinded by everything that had been going on. But listen, Dave, Man United might not thank me for this, but get the contract out, <laughs> put it on the table, let Carrick sign it, write whatever numbers he wants, Carrick's at the wheel, man. Man United are back. <laughs> For one game. <laughs> this was a massive game, okay? Um, it reminds me of when Oli first came in. You know, we beat PSG in that in that game when um, when Rio mentioned... He might have said something similar to that. I might have <laughs> took his words completely. But, you know, it's got us through. A 2-0 win against Villarreal. Um, got us through to the knockout stages. Mr. Champions League himself with another goal. Sancho has been unleashed under Mr. Carrick. Uh, there's probably a lot of people laughing at me right now, but Michael Carrick, he's got a hundred percent win record at Manchester United, Dave, and no one can no one can fault him for that. So I think that makes him your most successful manager of all time, Jem. So was... far. Is he is he in charge for the next game? Or have you got somebody new coming in? Well, it's not confirmed yet, but it looks like we have got a um, a new guy coming in, but Carrick will be in charge for the Chelsea game, who we have got next. Sorry, I've gave the spoiler away there. Yep. Um, but yeah, we we've got Carrick for um, for another game. So whatever happens, it's going to be a hundred percent or fifty percent. Okay, he's going to still have a good record. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, fair enough. And I think you've got. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right, but you've got a superhero coming in, Thor Ragnarok. Or Ragnarok. Is that <laughs> yeah, right? I'd say something like that. Yeah, he's known as the godfather of uh, <laughs> German football, Dave. So you could compare him to uh, Thor. Um, you know, he brings this, you know, really high pressing type of football, intensity, heavy metal rock type of football, a bit like Klopp, who, you know, we're not the biggest fan of. But, um, Dave, I've got one, you know, I'm really excited for this appointment, but I've got one little issue with this. Yep. And um, I've got a feeling from everything that I've read about him and everything that's coming out now, obviously we're learning more about him as we go, but I've got a feeling he's going to like Fred. <laughs> I've got a feeling that Fred's going to be his type of player, Dave, and <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. So... We'll, we'll come back to that in a, in a future episode, I'm sure. But that is my concern at the moment. He could transform Fred, you know, into a really average Premier League player. <laughs> I mean, I'd be all for that, Dave. I'd be I, all for that. I'm aiming high there. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that one. We, we will uh, obviously come back to it in the future. Um, yeah. But but like I said, carries to the wheel for now. Um, absolutely buzzing. We are back. We are... But, you know, like what you say, Dave, we are massive. Man United are massive. We are back. Uh, wow. What else can I say? 
the optimistic Man United fan has returned. The over-optimistic Man United fan. But I do want to draw your attention, Gem, to a couple of quotes where I'm just going to burst your balloon a little bit here, maybe. Well, you, you feel free to pump it up again. Um, we had Skulls this week, I think, saying the coaching staff, after the 4-1 at the weekend, saying the coaching staff should be embarrassed and they should all leave. So that includes Carrick, of course. So that, that, that gets rid of the coaching staff, right? So you've got to start again with them. Then we have a flashback to 2019 with Keane. This is a quote that's been replayed on social media a lot this week, saying when he predicted, he said, mark my words, these players got Mourinho the sack and they will get Oli the sack, which they have done. So we've also now got to get rid of all the players. So I don't know what that leaves at Man United. We've got no no coaching staff, no players. Jem, your, your thoughts? Oh, I think there's a bit of a theme going on there, Dave. And um, the theme is failed coaches talking about other coaches. <laughs> so Paul scores, yes. He talks a lot of, you know, he, he, he talks a lot of sense most of the time. Um, and Roy Keane, obviously Roy Keane's Roy Keane. But let's just, you know, bring it back. I remember them in their jobs. Their coaching jobs, shambles. So, <laughs> yes, they can talk. And yes, they, you know, they speak a lot of truth, but they don't see the club day to day. I think it's very disrespectful to call out Michael Carrick. Um, I think he's the greatest manager in Man United's history. So, um, he's definitely the greatest in their recent history of the last six or seven weeks. That's for sure. I mean, uh, the stats don't lie. As, as a man who works with stats, the stats don't lie, Dave. So you are a stats man, aren't you? So, I mean, Skulls can say what he wants, but that's the plain obvious right in front of him there. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, unless there's anything else you want to prod me on, Dave, then... Um, <laughs> well, what? I suppose I'm going to keep prodding, Jem, because um, it's great fun. And also, the characters at the wheel of what? What kind of vehicle would you... Just, how would you describe this new this new luxury vehicle that he's at the wheel of? How would you describe that? Well, this, this isn't a bus. This is, this is a stretched Hummer. So this is, <laughs> we're pulling up in style at the minute. Um, yeah, we sat back in the first half, but that's what, that's what it's all about, football. You know, we, we went and beat them 2-0, so it worked. It worked. It was better than when, you know, Ollie was saying each week, I think you remember this, Dave. When I say, "Oh, we're going to go out and start on the front foot," we got beat five 0 and then four 0 <laughs> So, um, Carrick took it the opposite way. We sat back, and then we went and beat them in the last fifteen minutes. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, the stretched Hummer, um, blacked-out windows, uh, fresh alloys. We, <laughs> we are, we're turning up in style. We're turning up in style. Oh, fantastic! Right. Well, we'll see how that. Stretch Hummer copes with the onslaught of Chelsea um, in the next game. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think uh, one thing that was proven, you did beat the real Villa. Um, the real Villa under Dean Smith would have lost 2-0 to you guys. So um, yeah, exactly. please, please with that. Yeah. Please for, I'm pleased for you, Jem. I am pleased for you because I was become, becoming seriously worried about you. Um, so I'm pleased for you. I'm pleased to hear you're more upbeat now. Maybe I'm just turning insane, Dave, but yeah. <laughs> I think that happened a long time ago, Jim. Mm, probably. So, um, <laughs> what about the other United then, Dave? Obviously, this isn't just about 
the Manchester United and, and Carrick. Um, Moisey, it was a trip to Vienna, wasn't it? Austria. We were had a trip to Rapid Vienna where yeah. our fans were banned for <laughs> some uh, indiscretions earlier on in this tournament, but also their fans were banned, I believe, because of COVID restrictions. So everyone was banned. So, yeah, yeah a comfortable 2-0 victory, Gem. Comfortable 2-0 victory. I didn't actually watch it. I didn't pay BT to, for the privilege of watching this. That's how much of a fan I am. I listened to it. I actually listened to it with Charlie, uh, my son, who uh, listeners will, will remember, on West Ham Radio, which was, <laughs> which was quite amusing because it's basically two people in the studio somewhere watching a telly and commentating on it. <laughs> well, and I say commentating, that is in the loosest sense of the word. They were mainly chatting chatting about oh here's a new player do we do we know who this is because i think we played a couple of youngsters whose names yep. escaped me do we yep. know who this is no i don't know who this is oh oh well he looks pretty good i mean i could have been doing it um i wouldn't have done a worse job uh but um yeah, anyway we won two nil uh so obviously gem from my as a pessimistic west ham fan i'm going to just go with this to start off with though the quintuple is back on mm. it's still on despite our setback in the league last um last weekend you can't be knocked out of the league gem so we're still in that the quintuple is still on and we are absolutely massive and of course it's coming home the europa league is coming home it is so yeah a good result uh yarmolenko apparently in the shop window maybe a move in january popped up with a goal mm. and then of course the ever reliable when was the last time he missed a penalty mark noble <laughs> <laughs> stepped up to score a penalty to make it 2-0 comfortable win it's really good to see that he's learning his lesson you know, <laughs> he, you know he's took a few penalties since that moment and I'm glad that he's you know not getting ridiculed for it so fair yep. play to him no fair play and we're into the last 16 so we avoid the last 32 scramble where the some of the Champions League teams I think come in on the last 32 so we avoid them but I think you pointed out something to me, Gem, of a team we might end up playing in the last 16 if, if they make it through um, from the Champions League. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, hear your thoughts on this, Dave. This, this, you know, this situation that could, could come up in uh, the Europa League. So I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about the prospect of Erling Haaland, who is now going to be in the Europa League because Dortmund got knocked out. Yeah. Coming up and facing Craig Dawson. <laughs> well, obviously, it's no contest, is it? Dawson will have him in his pocket all night. But I think the thing about that is it will give us a chance to evaluate Erling Haaland close up to decide whether we want to make a move for him in the summer. So that will be useful. It will be useful for us to just evaluate how he gets on. Um, obviously, he'll, be, he'll struggle against our defence of Dawson and probably Diop in the, in the Europa mm. League. Dawson yep. and Diop, formidable combination. Um, maybe with Ryan Fredericks filling in in sort of at uh, left back there. So it'll be interesting to see how that materialises. Uh, it'll be a great game, wouldn't it, Jim? It'd be a great game to watch at the London yeah. Stadium. So bring it, it on. Bring yeah. it on. Well, well, speaking of, um, well, incredible strikers, superstars, uh, Mikel Antonio didn't travel with the team. Was uh, <laughs> Is he too good for, for, jet, for planes now? Is he... Well, the reason I believe he didn't travel, tra I mean, the club said they were resting him, but I think the real reason is they weren't prepared to lay on a private jet for this particular trip. 
And so he threw his toys out the pram a little bit and said he got used now to being flown around by private jet. And if he's not going to be flown, if he's got to fly on a commercial flight, he doesn't want to know. So, yeah, he's not a peasant like the rest of them, is he? No, no, no. So we're now building a team of prima donnas, which, uh, of course, uh, can only end in one one thing, (laughs) in disaster. So that's probably, I mean, I'm making all this up, Jim. I don't know. That's none of that's true, but I'm just making it up because it's a good story. So let's just say that's what happened. Uh, he's thrown his toys out of the pram. He's he's not. Uh, he didn't travel because there was no private jet laid on. So sulking, sulking. Yeah. So he, he, he comes across as a moaner, to be honest. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Ever since that dirty dancing, I've uh, I've, I've been keeping a class a close eye on him, and yeah, he's. Uh, He's on my wants to watch list this yeah. season. Yeah, well, we'll see how it see how see how he gets on in the next game, Jem. Which I might as well. Shall I just cover that? Yeah, let's go. We let's are, cover the games. Um, now we are away to Manchester City, so mm. West Ham are away to Manchester City. Easy now, man. I could go on about how we beat them, knock them out of the Carabao Cup earlier on a few weeks ago. Um, stop their winning run in that. Um, I could crow about that, but I think I said at the time that any kind of talk like that will come back to bite me. And we're away at the Etihad. And yeah, I mean, I can only predict this going one way, Jim. Uh, and I've don't learned my it. lesson. Don't say it. Please don't say it. I've learned my lesson, Jim. I learned my lesson from last weekend. I predicted a West Ham win. Look what happened. So, 4-0 City. Which... Wouldn't be too bad, 4-0. If we could keep it to 4-0, that wouldn't be too bad. So that's uh, that's where I'm going with that, Jim. Uh, back to my usual pessimistic self. I think with, with the roles have been re-established, Jim. You're, you're back to your optimistic self. I'm back to my pessimistic self. And I f- it feels feels good. To me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, well, let's, let's see how long that lasts. Um, <laughs> obviously, there's a lot of games coming up, so I don't know how long that will last. But, um, okay. Um, I reckon Moyes is going to get another one over Brodiola, but we'll see on Sunday. And it is going to be another Super Sunday, Dave, um, because we will play sort of a team that is sort of your rivals. I know you don't like them too much. Um, yeah. We're travelling down to Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Uh, my brother, Ali, is a Chelsea fan. So I um, really hope we... You know, I'd love it if we beat them, Dave. I'd love it. You would love uh, it, yeah. And, and, and here's a bit of a crossover. So obviously... Ralph Rangnick is obviously going to be coming in soon. Well, it's not confirmed, but should be confirmed by the weekend. Um, he he obviously brought Tuchel through. So he right. gave Tuchel his first coaching opportunity. So I think there's going to be a bit of mind games here. I think Rangnick might drop him a message. You know, my, my boys are going to be uh, going to be coming down to Stamford Bridge and, and, and putting one over you, basically. So um, I think Tuchel's probably shaking at the minute. Uh, I think he he is probably worried about the idea of coming up against Harry Maguire um, <laughs> because Harry Maguire is going to be a new man now. I thought you texted me during the week and said you the first thing you wanted was the cat to be stripped <laughs> off him. Well, that's when Ragnik comes in, but with Carrick at the wheel, it, you know this team, but well, this team is just is unbeatable. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, please. Um, <laughs> you just broadcast that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, I, you know what? I'm going to be 
I'm going to stick with this optimism, I'm, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say one-one draw, Dave. Um, <laughs> that, I see, is, that is bold. I, I can see Chelsea struggling again, uh, like they like they did last time they played us. I think it was nil-nil, but yeah, I, I can see a I can see a one-one, and yeah, that's that's what our game is this weekend. That is very optimistic, and I think. Um... What we might hear from Tuchel at the end of this game is moaning about how Carrick parked the stretched Hummer <laughs> in the penalty area. Probably literally, actually. That's probably one of Carrick's potential tactics. Just get that big vehicle in front of the goal. Mm. Um, so I can see that. And yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting... It's the, you know, remember I summarised the tactics earlier on in an earlier podcast. It's going to be the possession football versus the get the ball to Ronaldo football. So mm. it'll be interesting to see which one of those two wins because I think the problem with this the problem with that is Man United have actually got to get the ball in order to get it to Ronaldo. And that's <laughs> going to be their biggest challenge yep. is getting the ball. And with your with your Fred and McTominay axis, I can't see that happening too frequently, Jim. But you know, we will see. I've been wrong before. Well the more you speak about it, the more I disagree with myself, so <laughs> I'm just going to try and forget about Freddie McTominay for now and um, yeah, just hope for the best. <laughs> That's probably the best tactic. No, 1-1 one, one draw, very very ambitious. Um, you've gone out on a limb there, Jim, Jim so mm. we'll see what happens. Um, okay, my um, where do we go next then, Jim? Should we talk about our second teams? Yeah, let's go for it. So, well, you don't, do you want me to uh, get rid of mine first? Because mine was a bit of a shambles. It then was. we can come on to the, uh, the, the proper game. Yeah. One that's a bit more exciting anyway. So, yeah, like I said in midweek, I, I, was, I was a Porto fan. Um, they travelled to... Is it Anfield, Dave? You... Well, well, I was going to ask you where they play. They play at a field, don't they? They play <laughs> yes, on a field, but for some reason they call it Anfield. Yeah. And I brought this up, this grammatical point up in the last podcast. They haven't changed it yet, so they obviously haven't listened. But it's they played it. They played this game, Liverpool versus Porto, at a field. Let's be gram- grammatically correct. Oh, that's scouts for you. Uh, yeah, a field. So Porto, Porto travelled to uh, a field in Liverpool somewhere, <laughs> um, and you know they let me down like I predicted. Dave. You did. Um, they did. <laughs> they did. They they lost two 0 uh, yeah. I, I mean, what a what a boring game. I mean, yeah. I, I turned it on for a little bit, and I thought this is awful. So I turned on the Man City PSG game, which was a bit more entertaining. And I've just got to say, Liverpool are just uh, they're just bearable. I mean, Thiago scores a goal, and it, and now it's the best thing since sliced bread. Honestly, <laughs> he scored a goal that he probably scores every day in training. And Liverpool fans. Big it up as though it was Puskas Goal of the Year award. I mean, it's just pathetic, really. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> sick of it, Dave. Um, yeah, it was virtually a tapping, wasn't it? Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, nine times out of ten, it goes and hits the back of the cop. But yeah, this time <laughs> it, it fell off his boot perfectly. But yeah, I mean, not not what I wanted to what I wanted to see from Liverpool fans. No. And I might as well get it out of the way for their next game. Um, I'm going to be a Southampton fan. I'm going to be a saint. You are. A proud saint. Um, they also are travelling to a field in Liverpool. 
<laughs> and uh, it's Ralph Arsenhutl, another Ralph, um, who I have admiration for, Dave. Yep. Um, you know what? Potentially could be the next Man U manager with Ralph Ragnarik. He he replaced um, Ralph Ragnarik at um, RB Leipzig after he left. So, you know, it could be he could be filling the shoes of Ralph in the summer. So, a manager I like, and hopefully this is going to put him in the shop window with a big win at a field in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Ralphs, a lot of Ralphs <laughs> knocking around. It's hard to keep track of them. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that one. I will, I will join you in being a saint. Um, for that game. And while we're on the subject of Liverpool, I'm going to go to my most frustrating person of the week. Oh, brilliant. Um, uh, <laughs> it's always, it always pleases me when there's a Liverpool player or person. It's, it actually involves the Liverpool manager. Ah, Jim. even better. Back to Klopp. But, Jem, this is going to take a strange twist and turn um, because, and I can't really believe I'm doing this, I'm actually going to be on Klopp's side here. What? <laughs> well, there was a journalist pinned him down at a press conference and said um, he called the African Cup of Nations a little tournament. Yep. And then proceeded to have a quite a long rant at Klopp for this comment of belittling the Africa Cup of Nations. And Klopp couldn't get a word in edgeways for a bit. And then he tried to explain himself. And I, I was sitting there watching this thinking, OK, what kind of excuse is Klopp going to trot out now to get him to dig himself out of this hole? But what he actually said was he he said that if he went back to his original comment, he was saying, talking about the uh, the rest of the season and talking about the prospects of the rest of the season and then mentioned there's a matter of a little tournament in January. Now, that to me, is a figure of speech. It's He's not saying it's a little tournament. He's actually, it's almost the opposite, isn't it? The matter of a little tournament in January. Um, he means it's actually a big tournament in January that's going to get in the way. And I think the, the journalist has taken him too literally. And I, I think if Klopp had said there's a little matter of a tournament in January, then we would have got the sense of he's talking about this is actually a big thing. And so I think really the journalist is having a go at Klopp for not using correct English um, to, to express himself and taking it taking his comments too literally. So I'm defending Klopp here, although I can't defend the people of Liverpool who keep calling their stadium Anfield. Uh, <laughs> now, they do speak English and they should know better. It's a field. That's grammatically correct. So, look, Klopp, we can forgive. The people of Liverpool, just call your stadium a field like it is, and then we can we can all get on with things. So, yeah, I'm having a go at the uh, journalist today, Jem, um, and, and defending Klopp. And also, he actually came out and said some nice things about... Um, he actually said some very nice things about uh, Thor Ragnarok that's coming. Ragnarok. I need to get that name right. I need to get his surname pronounced correctly. Thor Ragnarok um, coming into... Uh, coming into United and uh, said some very complimentary things. And so I'm seeing a new side of Klopp here. I'm seeing a new... I'm beginning to like him, Jem. Uh, Dave, mm -hmm. first of all, I'm surprised, really surprised um, that you've... you've back... In fact, I'm upset that you've <laughs> backed him. But um, all this praising Rolf or Thor um, is fake. <laughs> I can see it in his face. You know, when he has them glasses off, Dave, I can see in his eyes and I can see the fakeness coming out. I can see the plastic coming out. 
<laughs> and on that point about the journalist, I think Klopp's a disgrace. I think he he owes an apology to the continent of Africa, um, undermining their well their biggest tournament. Um, I don't I don't agree. It was a figure of speech. I think he knew what he was doing. He knows what he's doing about praising Ralph, and he disgusts me, Dave. Yeah, I, I wish you wouldn't sit on the fence about these things, Jem, and come out with <laughs> come out with a real opinion. But yeah, okay, I, I can see I can see your point. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold judgment, and I'm sure there'll be an incident with Klopp in the next week or two that I'll be able to form a, a further opinion around. Um, he still wears the cap, mm. which is still a bit frustrating. But uh, yeah, I've, I've given him, I've given him the benefit of the doubt, and you, and you haven't. So that's fair enough, isn't it? Um, and we'll see where that goes. Okay, mm. I hope so. I'll be back on my side soon. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, mate. We'll see. Have you got a most frustrating person this week? While we're on that subject, yes, we might as well because um, believe it or not, it's um, to do with Liverpool. <laughs> and you know what? This is funny, isn't it? He doesn't bring anything up about this, does he? What? Could he? Could be? He could be bringing bringing this up, but he doesn't. <laughs> um, I'm going to go back a few episodes, Dave, and I spoke about an incident that happened at the Tottenham Hotspur ground where a child or a <laughs> teenager—I don't know what he was—it's a child. But, well, yeah, snotty teenager, I'd call him. <laughs> Um, ran onto the pitch and, you know, that, that, that's an offence. He shouldn't be doing that. And he, he got got a T-shirt and luckily the, the police confiscated his T-shirt for, <laughs> for the crime that he caused. But I said that that's not setting the right example, Dave, Yeah. Um, to other kids. Yeah. And believe it or not, once again, I predicted things that are correct. Um, <laughs> what happened at the Liverpool game? Well, the final whistle, two little snotty teenagers ran onto the pitch, took the match ball off Andy Robertson, uh, ran back into the crowd with the match ball while Liverpool fans clapped them uh, and allowed them to just get on after the stewards were chasing them. Yeah, that was a nice yeah. nice gesture, wasn't it, to get the match ball? And... It's a disgrace, Dave. It's an absolute disgrace. Um, they, they've... <laughs> They've committed crimes there, trespassing and theft. Okay, uh, I can't believe this is what's happening to our society. That they think it's acceptable to run run onto the pitch. Mm. Yes, to okay. There's a few Stockport County listeners here, and when they ran on the pitch in the FA Cup game against Bolton a couple of weeks ago, embarrassing. Uh, but this this is just disgusting, Dave. I, little kids. Thinking it's acceptable to run onto the pitch yep. and talk to players, snatch yep. the ball out of the the hands. I just, you know what, Klopp could say something about this, but he doesn't, does he? No, because he's very biased. So, so basically, trespassing and theft. Um, what what would you advocate as a as a punishment to send a message? Same as the Tottenham kid, Dave. Stadium mm. ban <laughs> for life. Yes, for life. They're not going to learn the lesson if they don't have it for life. So I'm sorry, but punishment's punishment. And if they can't learn their lesson, you know, they've seen that that kid at Tottenham has got in trouble. 
Yeah. But you know what? There's no rules in Liverpool, is there? That's how they get on. Look, I think Gemma's spoken, kids. He, he's 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 laying down the how he sees it. Um, don't don't run on the pitch. Don't steal things, kids. Stay safe. Um, we're all for youthful exuberance, but uh, try and show it in other ways because otherwise, Jem's going to get more and more frustrated with this. Uh, so, thanks, Jem. I, I think that's a, a good point, well made. Thank you. Um, I'm going to move on to really the highlight of this podcast for me. <laughs> My second team. Yeah, please do, Dave. And honestly, I don't think I've been happier this season. Uh, you know, it, we. I'm going to talk about the the Eurovision Song Contest Vauxhall Conference League that uh, certain teams are playing in. My second team was playing in, so we're going to see how the minnows got on, and they lost two one to NS Mura, my team. <laughs> um, this is why we support NS Mura. You know, my support for NS Muir, you know how long that's been going on for, Gem, And I've been yep. waiting for this moment. And this is why we support them. They go 1-0 up, or we go 1-0 up. Um, Sessignon, trying to impress his new manager, gets sent <laughs> off for two book of offences. I mean, you couldn't make it up, could you? No. We go 1-0 up. They bring out the big guns. They get Son on. Kane starts, well, apparently he was very lethargic and leaden-footed, but he managed to score a goal, make it one all, And then with literally the last kick of the game, my team goes and snatches victory. And you can imagine the scenes. You can imagine the scenes. In I was actually with Charlie. We were listening to the West Ham fake commentary. Mm. And then I just happened to flick to my phone and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Last-minute goal, last <laughs> kick of the game, 2-1. We were dancing in the kitchen, Gem. Uh-huh. Uh, I can imagine, Dave. I, I mean, I even got the message from you on WhatsApp. Yeah, Mora, and uh, yeah, it's amazing, just amazing. incredible. So, absolutely loved it. Within that stadium that holds three thousand seven hundred eighty-two fans, that would have been absolutely rocking. The black and whites of Mura, fifth in the Slovenian National League. There's only ten teams in that league, <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're fifth. There's a room for an eleventh Spurs, if you mm. think. Yeah, I think uh, you found your level there. You know, you're going to be struggling in the bottom half, but uh, you might be able to make something of that league. Um, and, and what's great, Jem, even better to put the icing on the cake. Conte, who, you know, we're really worried he's going to be he's going to come in and work his magic. The quote that he comes out with after the game doesn't speak to his players. He said too emotional, not going to speak to the players till tomorrow. But he says the level of Tottenham is not so high. <laughs> the level of Tottenham is not so high. We could have told you that, Antonio. <laughs> it's taken him a couple of weeks to figure that out. <laughs> I think the cold reality has dawned on him of what he's taken on. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically got he's got two players, hasn't he? He's got yeah. Son and Kane. Even Kane doesn't really want to be there. Yeah. Um, but he's got Son and Kane and then a bunch of misfits. Yeah. And he's got to try and figure out what to do with them. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not really crying for him, Jem. Um, he he made his bed. He's got a lie in it now. Mm. So absolutely delighted with my team, Mura. Always supported them. Loved them. They've done me proud. Like I say, probably my proudest moment of the season. Um, 
So all power to them, Jem, and I'll be following their progress in the Slovenian National League for the rest of the season. That's very good. That's very good of you, Dave. I mean, they'll go down in history. For <laughs> well, what they, have, they already have done. Um, amazing. Absolutely so, amazing. It's what we love to see, isn't it, Jem? No, well, like you said, Tottenham have found their level and it's um, <laughs> it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect to see it. Now, they're away to Burnley next, so Ooh. I'm going to be a Claret supporter. Nice. And you know the kind of direct football that uh, Sean Dyche likes to play. I'm yep. not. I'm just hoping that Spurs won't have an answer to that. That would be lovely to see. Yep. Um, so come on the Clarets. Come on Burnley. Um, really looking forward to that. Uh, that's on Sunday, I think. So yep. put that one in your diary, Gem, and let's hope we'll be talking about the Clarets. Um, how how us Clarets got on and uh, celebrating our success. I oh, will do indeed. So that's uh, that's all our teams, Jem. Um, just uh, I don't think we've got much on manager watch this week because our other managers in the manager watch weren't playing games this week. Yep. Um, a quick look at the championship. Well, the championship and our um, our quest to get a new league, a sort of side league to the championship. Um, we're calling the championship or the purgatory league for all those teams that. <laughs> All they do is spend their time going up and down between the Championship and the Premier League. We're going to put, put shift them to one side in a separate league. Mm. The top seven, Fulham, Bournemouth, West Brom, QPR, Coventry. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Coventry, Stoke, and I'm going to give you an eighth one, Blackburn. All of that lot could go in the Championship. Yeah. I mean, they are all candidates to just keep going up and down, aren't they? Yep. So stick them all in the championship. See if a, a victor emerges. They can spend a few seasons fighting it out. And if someone strong appears and someone weak appears in the Premier League, then they can be moved up. But we don't want them yo-yoing up and down. No. No, definitely not. We can stick Norwich in there. They're going to be in there. <laughs> well, Dean Smith. <laughs> <laughs> If Dean Smith keeps them up, well, I don't know. Then we know nothing about football, Jim, if Dean Smith keeps them up. <laughs> so we'll see. Just just on all them clubs, Dave. Yeah. Um, I just want to speak about one manager who, who I want to add to the manager watch here. It's Wayne Rooney. What a job he is doing. Uh, honestly, it's amazing. Because you know they they got they've been did up to twenty one points this season, yeah, and they've just got to one point. So obviously <laughs> they've just got to one point in the league. I mean, positive is, territory, yeah, which is amazing. And you know what? They're a fighting team, and it's proved because they embarrassed two of the championship potential clubs, um, Bournemouth at the weekend. They yeah. won three two. Uh, that fighting spirit was shown. And then they went. Then they went to Craven Cottage on Wednesday, I think it was. Yeah, and got a nil-nil draw. I mean, Superb. it was top v bottom. There's what forty points between them, <laughs> and Derby went and embarrassed both of them clubs. So fair play to Wayne Rooney. He, you know, he was doing. He was. He was really trying to get in the shop window for the United job. Mm. Um, and maybe one day he'll, you know, he'll be part of the United coaching setup because, you know. Wayne Rooney, one of the greatest of all time. But I just wanted to mention that, Dave, because I think he's done a, a great 
great thing for football, not just just for Derby, but for football. Look, I think we can all get behind that, Jim. I'm, I'm certainly behind that. I think we should we should keep a watch on him because it would be like the greatest escape of all time if he if he can get Derby out of trouble. Yep. Uh, well, and talking, of, they are in trouble. I mean, they are a long, long way adrift. I was looking at it earlier. Um, sixteen points. Sixteen points adrift. So if they get out of that one, that will be the greatest. Uh, the greatest comeback since Lazarus. So let's see how that goes. Um, there's another manager I just want to draw your attention to, Jem, which you may have an opinion on, because I think you're, you know, you're from this neck of the woods. The Sheffield United new manager, Paul Heckingbottom. Paul Heckingbottom, crazy name, crazy guy. That's all I know about him, just his name. So, Jem, any thoughts on Paul Heckingbottom? Well, I mean, I thought Man United were the worst-ranked club in football. But Sheffield United have got to take that trophy from United now. Wow. Um, I've got a lot of mates who are Sheffield United fans, big Sheffield United fans, home and away. And they cannot believe their eyes. You know, that Sheffield United owner this week said, it's not about results. Um, it's about putting the right people in place so that we create a good future. But it is about results because you just sacked the manager who wasn't getting results. <laughs> Um, and then he, he ended up saying he doesn't care about the fans and the club. He's there for business. And United fans have been losing it this week. Um, we haven't actually got... I don't think any of them listen to this, actually. Um, I think they're too... I don't, I don't know, too busy probably drinking pints or something. Uh, who knows? But, um, yeah, I, I can tell you now, Dave, Paul Heckingbottom, he's going to get a lot of stick off the... Uh, of the Sheffield United fans in the coming weeks. Jim, I'm just going to stop you there because my um, <laughs> something you said triggered my Alexa and it's now <laughs> singing to me. So I've got to go and switch it off. So can, oh. you just, can you just bear with me? Yeah, sure. I don't know what you said. You said a trigger word there. Oh. It's singing, let's get down, let's get down to business. So... <laughs> I don't know what happened there. So I sort of, I sort of faded out of that conversation, Jen, because I was, I was confused. But I, I, I'm, the gist is, I think I'm getting the gist that you're not happy with. You think the Sheffield United board or owner is a bit of a joke? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? I mean, yeah, I'm happy with it, and I enjoy seeing them struggle. Um, yep. But I think what, after all that, what has just been proven is that robots are listening to us, Dave, like we <laughs> spoke about. So is, exactly is, is the fridge opening and closing now as well? I, I'm in I'm in the front room. I I don't think I dare go in the kitchen because actually that could have been the Alexa thing giving the wake word to the devices, couldn't it? Exactly. I might go out there. Look, Jem, if you don't hear from me in the next half hour, can you call call the authorities? Sure. Uh, they the the dishwasher, the fridge, and the <laughs> oven and the microwave. They might they might grab me. Mm. who knows what's going to happen it could be carnage <laughs> so yeah listen people beware of the robots they're coming for us do do not buy these automated machines and put them in your kitchen they, they start they're talking to each other and as i said a few episodes ago once these machines start talking to each other we're all in trouble yep and so there you go that's what's just happened so if anyone's I'll... seen the new samsung phone advert then you know well, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. That's proof that robots, there's robots. I'll, I'll catch that, Jem. I'll catch yeah. that and then comment on it next time. Yeah. The robots are coming, people. Be careful. Uh, 
Okay, um, I'm now in fear of my life, um, and it might be a good place to end the podcast. Um, have you got any? Have we covered everything, Jim? Yeah, I believe so, Dave. Good. So we've sort of kept roughly to time. We're trying to keep these to about forty minutes. We've probably around that mark. Yep. So that's good, Jim. And then we'll be doing the next Premier League round of games. We'll be covering those. Uh, and we'll have a podcast for that um, very soon after those games have, have finished. So yep. I think that's it. Yeah, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.